AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by CHS. CHS is a leading global agribusiness owned by farmers, ranchers, and cooperatives across the United States, diversified in energy, grains, and foods. CHS is committed to helping its customers, farmer owners, and other stakeholders grow their businesses through its domestic and global operations. And now, AgriPulse Open Mic. Bill Weichs, the chairman of the Illinois Soybean Association, welcome to AgriPulse Open Mic. Yeah, it's a good pleasure to be here, Ken. You have a symposium coming up that uh, is going to get into trade issues. Uh, it's being held uh, in late August, and it's called the International Biotechnology Symposium, uh, being held in Illinois. Why did you decide to put this together? Well, we thought uh, being host of the Farm Progress Show this year, as we are every other year, uh, we thought it would be a great venue. Uh, we usually have a lot of international visitors to the Farm Progress Show, which is held in Decatur at the end of August. And uh, we thought, you know, this would be a great opportunity to have the symposium kind of in conjunction, runs the day before, and uh, make it easier for uh, a lot of our international uh, visitors and uh, those that are interested in uh, the uh, agriculture and the biotech uh, and the international aspects of that to, uh, to meet What's your view of the resistance to biotechnology that we see in uh, countries around the world, especially Europe and other countries we want to export to? Well, you know, it's an interesting conundrum in the fact that, you know, biotechnology is all about really in the end, you know, food security for for the world. I mean, uh, any time we can uh, boost uh, productivity in uh, crop production, uh, it just benefits uh, everyone worldwide, and uh, but we're seeing you know the the pushback and and it's fine. I mean you know we want to have studies and and everything done. Uh, you know we're we're all concerned about food safety and everything. It's just that we have all the different uh, ways of evaluating and uh, approving these biotech events so that. If we could, you know, come together and try to uh, try, try to make the approval process uh, more efficient and cohesive uh, and based on science, and that we could all agree on different uh, things, that it would make make things much easier, and the consumer would would benefit in the end. Politics and science don't always match up, though, and I wonder if you think that everything can ever be based on science or political agendas will always get in the way. I'm sure we're always going to have a mix of it. It's it's just the idea that, you know, I think there are things that eventually have moved on beyond the politics and we can reach uh, agreement on uh, on things, especially when it, when it concerns uh, us globally. And so I think we have to talk about it globally. We have to, you know at least start the the conversation i mean it's you know it's out there but uh you know we're looking at it as is how can uh how can we as as illinois as uh, uh soybean growers how can we help uh, facilitate the conversation well here's a problem that we saw in the 1990s and i wonder if you could expand on it today and that was that europe was frightened by the us growing biotech soybeans 
So the European consumer was told that they were going to source all their soybeans from South America. Well, just as soon as Brazil and Argentina got the capability of growing biotech soybeans, they did so. So it is, to me, every country that is a producing country wants to have the highest level and surest capability of production where consuming countries don't necessarily want what the exporting country wants to grow. You know, there's a lot of people that, and like you'd mentioned before, political purposes, uh, using scare tactics, whatever, to uh, get false information out there that it's not science-based. But the reality is, is that, you know, we are going to need to increase, continue to increase our food supply uh, in the upcoming years as we, you know, have predictions of by 2050, you know, 9 billion people. Uh, and the only way we're going to make it to, to provide food for this growing population is to use all the tools that are available to us in, in, in agricultural production. And biotech is one of those tools. And we need to make sure that we get the correct message out there, that everybody is playing on, <laughs> on the same field, and you know, a level playing field. But, you know, we don't have that right now. Everyone is, is the approval process is different uh, for whatever reason. Sometimes, you, you know, you look at it and you think, well, they're just trying to get votes, whatever. But, you know, this is, this is a way to, uh, you know, that we're looking at, you know, try and get a conversation going that we need to, we need to, we need to change things. We need to, uh, to help each other in this uh and it's, it's a new, you know, biotech is, is, is new. So, I mean, it's, you know, it scares some people, I think. Bill Wikes, what about the food companies, those who secure the products from around the world, process them, and then turn them into the consumer products? Are those companies in a position to help or to hinder? Both. I mean, they could, you know, do both, if, uh, <laughs> depending on their... Their view, but I think if we if we continue to look at it from a scientifically based, hey, everyone wants a safe and secure food supply. None of us uh, are you know advocating for anything other than that. And so let's look at the science. Let's make sure we are all on using the same uh, evaluation tools and looking at everything because hey, we want everything to be safe. We want it to be evaluated. We want it to be tested over and over, but you know, to the point of we want to make sure the food supply is safe and how do we do that and how can we reach, you know, because our customers are around the world and, you know, and so are Brazil's customers. You know, we all have the same, uh, and uh, it's the consumer in the end that uh, is going to benefit from from the advancement of uh, biotech. Let's talk about some trade treaty potential. One of those in the Atlantic side, the TTIP negotiations with the European Union, and one on the Pacific side of the uh, Trans-Pacific Partnership with all those countries. We ship both ways, and I wonder if you think that the TTIP negotiations with Europe have any chance of success. You know, uh, we're, we're definitely in favor of the TTIP uh, going forward and, and moving along with that. The European marketplace is uh, very important to the American soybean farmer, and uh, we need to have these discussions, and uh, we don't want to continue to see uh, our decline in soy exports uh, to the EU. And uh, so it's important that we uh, – we, and, and once again, this, this is the kind of uh, uh, 
relationship uh, that we we should be looking at to help uh, with things and figure out, you know, where are we at uh, as far as biotech, uh, you know, labeling uh, their discriminatory policies, you know, on biofuel feedstocks and that uh, under the the RED. So these are the things we need to come together, and uh, and we're all for anything that we can do. And 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 do I have a crystal ball? Is this going to work out or not? Uh, I don't know, but I think, uh, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, Europe is realizing that uh, biotech is here to stay. It wasn't just the United States that came and said, we're going to use biotech uh, crops, GMO crops. You know, Brazil and Argentina have immediately, uh, you know, gone over to them. Uh, they've seen the benefits. And uh, so I, need, I we just we just need to continue these negotiations and, uh, and figure out how we can uh, how we can cooperate uh, with each other. Our biggest trading partners are on the West Coast. Um, north and south of us in Mexico, Canada, and then all the way over to China and Japan. One of the biggest criticisms the U.S. has is that they are slow in their approval process. Are you being prompted by Monsanto and DuPont Pioneer in that they want to bring out new products more rapidly than these countries are willing to accept them? We're trying to, to say, hey, in the end... These kind of things is what makes food security better in the fact that we can, you know, be a more consistent, reliable supplier uh, throughout all different kinds of, uh, of weed pressures, uh, you know, and, and other events that, you know, help with drought, whatever it is, uh, you know. So, I mean, these are the things that we need to, we need to work together because we need it, and in the end, it, it helps them. So... We, you know, and and I understand every, you know, we all understand that every country is is an individual. But yet, if we can reach a collective uh, and a comprehensive way of uh, speeding up these evaluations and approvals, it just benefits everyone in the end. Can I go back to sustainability and primarily this with Europe that they want sustainability standards. And you also, with the Soybean Association, are trying to have sustainability. How do those two either conflict or coincide? They really don't conflict in the fact that uh, we all want the same thing. I mean, the, the vast majority of our farms here in uh, the United States are family-owned. I mean, you know, multi-generations. You know, I'm fifth generation. My grandson will be seventh generation on our farm. We've been, you know, farming the same area for over 100 years i mean you know we we strive uh for sustainability and that's uh, it really is our number one goal when you when you think about it as farmers uh we want to be here uh you know in future generations and so we have to show i guess uh, you know people are skeptical whatever of uh people's intentions i don't know you know i mean there's a lot of different things that go into it we just have to get our message out there and figure out a way that we can show them that, hey, we are sustainable, uh, we continue to improve, we, and, and, and all these different things that we use, whether it's, uh, you know, advancement in uh, technology to biotechnology, all these things, uh, you know, to, to help advance food production uh, worldwide, but at the same time, uh, protecting the environment and the, and the ground for for the future generations because uh, you know we can't just we we just don't live in the here and now 
I mean, we always have to be conscious of the uh, of the future. Bill Wikes, thank you very much for being our guest on AgriPulse Open Mic. I appreciate it, Ken. Thank you. AgriPulse Open Mic has been brought to you by CHS, a leading global agribusiness owned by farmers, ranchers, and cooperatives across the United States. I'm Ken Root.